Now we're getting to the bottom of everything. It's time for Mother Angelica. I mean, that's awesome. Answering the call. Answering the call. This world is no place for Catholic chickens. Answering the call. You call that a failure? I call it a great success. Here's Father Joseph and Doug Kent. And welcome to Mother Angelica Answering the Call, a EWTN produced program featuring the best of Mother Angelica's answers to inspired questions that were presented to her during her live shows during the 1980s and the 1990s shows that you can still see on EWTN. I'm Doug Keck along with our chaplain here, Father Joseph Mary Wolf. It's always great to see you. Good to be with you and always to learn something new from Mother. There's always some new insight that we pick up and some new depth that we can uh, plumb. Exactly, and there's uh, four different topics uh, we'll be talking about. Don't believe in God, a question about that. Does God or Satan send trials and temptations? A lot of people confused by that. Why did Jesus speak in parables? I think the apostles wonder about that as well. (laughs) And thankful for a wonderful husband. Uh, So we'll check that out at the end as well. So let's talk about the first one, a person talking to mother because they're having trouble believing in God. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I often have talked to people on the airplane and somehow the Lord places them right next to me and me to them and they have questions and Oftentimes they'll say, well, I used to be Catholic, or I grew up Catholic, and they're no longer practicing the faith. And I actually give them the same advice that Mother here has, is that go to where the tabernacle is in the Catholic Church and just sit there, be before the Lord. Because I know in my own experience that He is there, Mm -hmm. and that He always picks us up. He always comforts us. He always gives us light and grace for the journey, and I know that He'll do that for everyone. Absolutely, and and there is that powerful sense. At the same time, Mother's concern is that sometimes people, I I think in this call as well, the idea, well, I'm not feeling God's presence, Mm -hmm. and because I don't feel God's presence, it means he's not there, and that's totally untrue. Exactly right, that we can't be going by our feelings. If we do, then we're just going to be on a roller coaster ride. You know, if God loves me, he doesn't love me. He loves me because our feelings come and go. But I like something that mm-hmm. Father Groeschel said to me once. He said, a lot of prayer is just showing up. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying, Lord, I'm here. I'm waiting. I'm longing. I'm thirsting. But I'm here. I believe in you. Right. And uh, another point Mother said, <laughs> which is great, which I think is probably more prescient today than when she said it. She talks about the idea that maybe you and your prayers weren't answered. Maybe you went to college and had one of those wacko professors <laughs> yeah. who was an atheist and agnostic or whatever. And I think there's a lot of people, unfortunately, out there can sympathize with that and seeing some of the results of their children. But let's see what Mother Angelica actually said about this young person's lack of belief in God. We have another call. Hello? Hello. Where are you from? From Connecticut. And what is your question? Well, Mother Angelica, I don't really have a question. It's really just a statement about my feelings and maybe um, after talking to some of your um, producers and brothers, maybe it just reflects um, how, I, how I feel over the, um, the past few years. But I really don't believe in God. And um, I, I don't mean to offend anybody there with that statement, but it's just a true feeling how I feel. And I guess I just decided to call you and um, just get what your perspective would be on that statement. Well... You're going by your feelings, I think. What you're telling to me is you don't feel God, so you don't believe in God. 
I'd like to dare you to do something. And since you can't answer me, I'll dare you now. <laughs> I would like you to go to a Catholic church where there is the best sacrament and you can see it. You don't have to hunt all around for it. And don't go by your feelings. And say what you said tonight. The very fact that you're listening to me tonight is a sign that God, that loving, sacred heart of Jesus, is tugging at your heart. And he'll wait. He'll wait till you come to your senses. Maybe you got hurt by a priest or a religious. Maybe you, your prayers weren't answered. Maybe you went to college and had one of these wacko professors who was an atheist or a agnostic or whatever. But you wouldn't listen to me if there wasn't a part of your heart be it ever so small, that seeks not a finite love, not a temporary love till death do us part, but an infinite love that is forever. Forever. And he came as man that you may know for sure there is a God. And I will pray for you. <coughs> I don't know your name. But I will say tonight before I go to bed, Jesus, give her a tiny, tiny bit of your love. Because she's not ready for a lot of it now. Target her heart. And let her know you love her as if no one else existed. And that you are very hurt. That you, creator of all, giving all you had to her, still does not love you. Why don't you go to some good Catholic church and, and just sit there? And I will pray for you. There's something in you that made you call, and something else that makes you listen. Very good. And moving ahead, our next call has to do with does God or Satan send trials and temptations? A lot of people wonder about why does God allow these things? Am I being mm -hmm. tempted by God? Is it the devil? So God permits, he only permits things. And I like something, I've been reading a book recently uh, by an American exorcist. And he says, you know, the devil's on a short leash. He's not permitted to do all that he could do, or we'd be dead, mm -hmm. or the earth would be destroyed. But God does permit him some leeway. Why? Only that he can turn it to our good, to our spiritual growth. Right, and, and I think it's interesting, uh, Mother kind of comments a little bit about it, because I think she, our sense is that sometimes people get carried away 
pointing at the devil as everything that happens to them is because of the devil. But she said, I think mm-hmm. today the devil doesn't have to do too much. Yeah. Billboards do it. Television does it. Books, magazines. And I'm sure she would have said the Internet at the time mm-hmm. if it was now. And I mean, there's temptations everywhere. Uh, and that's, you know, they used to say sometimes in the old days that the devil sleeps in Hollywood. Yeah. And But where sin abounds, we know that grace abounds all the more, that we can be the greatest saints in a time when we're surrounded by temptation. And God's grace is always going to be sufficient for us to overcome temptation. And it's going to be in Christ because he was never defeated by temptation. It's in Christ that we too will defeat the devil's wiles or the world. And if we fall, we can still get up again just like our Lord did. And now let's see what Mother Angelica had to say about Does God or Satan send trials and temptations? We have a call. Hello? Hello, Mother? Yeah. This is Jackie. I'm in Mississippi. I have a question for you. Do you believe that Satan sends the trials and tribulations and tests or that they're sent by God, but we ask in the Lord's Prayer to lead us not into temptation? Does Satan send the trials and tribulations and the tests or does God send them to hurt us? Satan tempts us and God permits it. There's a big difference. When God allowed us free will and poor Adam and Eve flopped and fell flat on their face and we inherited all that, we have free will, then automatically you have the ability to make wrong choices. That's the whole point. And so God allows that because he gave you free will. But not to have free will would be terrible. The devil tempts us and our dear Lord allows it so that we can overcome him. In the scriptures it said the Holy Spirit led Jesus into the desert to be tempted. I think today the devil doesn't have to do too much. Billboards do it. Television does it. Books, magazines. I mean, there's temptations everywhere. The devil will always do his best to tempt you into sin until you get to that place where you love sin. That's what he wants. He wants you down there with him. And not because he loves you, he hates you. Remember, when you do what the enemy tempts you to do, he does it out of pure hatred. What God permits is that he gives you grace, he gives you knowledge, he gives you light to overcome temptation. God does not leave us alone. Neither does he leave us in a vacuum. If he allows the enemy to tempt, it's only for our good. So we rise above, that we make a choice in favor of God, in favor of his commandments, in favor of his laws. And then you win, and the enemy loses. That's why our Lord said one time, there is rejoicing in heaven when one sinner repents. That's why the enemy tempts us not to repent. So to answer your question, the devil will tempt us. God is always there. Your angel is always there. Pray to your angel. And God will bring good out of it when you're victorious. And if you're not victorious, you got another way. Humility of heart. I'm sorry, Lord. Repentance and confession. You see, I has not left this orphan. There's more Mother Angelica answering the call on EWTN Radio.
Let's return to Mother Angelica. Answering the call. With Father Joseph and Doug Kecht on EWTN Radio. And thank you so much for staying with us. Part two, I'm Doug Heck here with, of course, Father Joseph Mary Wolf, our chaplain at EWTN. Mother Angelica answering the call is the program. This question came in to Mother, why did Jesus speak in parables? What do you think about that, Father? You know, it's interesting. I've been meditating on this myself about, you think of the early Christians, or you think of the time of St. Augustine, or you think of St. John Vianney, they heard these same scripture readings. They were fed by these same scripture readings. And Mother makes a very important point here that the reason the Lord talked in parables is because it's relevant in every age and every circumstance. Yeah, I noticed that too, and I, I highlighted that myself when I, when I heard her say that because it really stood out to me as something I hadn't really mm-hmm. thought of before. It was a little more bore in the past, like, well, she says that, he, our Lord says that so that the average person doesn't really understand, and mm-hmm. then the Lord could explain it to the, in a sense, the apostles on the side. So you get to, but it is the idea that someone can understand at least the basic story of the prodigal son or the other parables that are out there without knowing explicit uh, what was going on in first century uh, Mm -hmm. Israel. And we remember things by having pictures, right? So that's a memory device is right to picture Mm -hmm. something, have a a visible thing that you picture. Well, the Lord taught with visible images. And this is something we we can retain. Well, the seed being sold on the ground and the thorns and these sorts of things we can envision and we can remember and learn. Right, and, the, and those images then transcend language difficulties because, mm-hmm. you know, the same image me, may mean a different word in a different language, but the understanding is the same. And I also thought it was interesting that Mother uh, indicates that sometimes she's been called a little too earthy. But let's <laughs> see what she had to say about why Jesus spoke in parables. We have another call. Hello? Hello, Mother. My name is Tom, and I'm from Pennsylvania. Good. What's and- your question? Uh, well, first of all, I just want to say what a thrill it is for me to be talking with you, and I want to thank you 10 million times for EWTN and for sharing with us your knowledge and wisdom. Thank you so much. And I have a very simple question for you. Mm-hmm. Why do you think Jesus spoke in parables rather than in simple terms? Mm-hmm. Well, the parable is a simple term, but it will go on. It would not go on for centuries. If he spoke, like I just did now, about a taxi cab driver, well, what happened centuries later? We didn't have such a thing. And you'd say, what is that? The Lord spoke in parables that, so the lesson would last throughout the centuries. Every generation and every language can understand a parable. Why? Because the people at the time lived those things. See? Yeah, I try to, to speak in your language because it's my language. Some people say to me, Mother, you're too earthy. What's earthy? I lived a hard life. I know what's going on. I know how bad you can be and how holy you can be. And I don't mind sharing my faults and weaknesses with you. We're family. I don't mind sharing my experiences with you. It's a kind of, they're all true. But that makes you laugh, cry, and you remember, I didn't say anything profound. I haven't said a profound thing in the last 16 years. <laughs> I don't know profound things. But see, I, I, 
I only speak to you in your language because it happens to be mine. But if I say something that means you do the same thing, you'll remember it forever, don't you? See, why? Because it's something you do. And we are people throughout the centuries. We never change. <laughs> people are people. We all suffer from the consequences of original sin. I know my liberal brothers don't think so, but I know so. We're all in the same boat. We're hot-tempered, we're impatient, we, we don't like the way we gossip, we talk about the faults of others, we, we commit all ten commandments, we're against them. I mean, we commit every sin you can think of. I bet you this century has gotten some sins never thought of before. I mean, we got them. But we all have the same need. There's nobody I know doesn't have exactly the same need to know God, to live in peace, to live in joy, and to love. You see, we all have the same needs and the same sins. And that's what should make us close. And that's why Jesus spoke in parables. Because tonight we learned that one parable. It's gone down through centuries. What we read tonight, St. Francis read, St. Thomas read, St. Catherine of Siena read. They all understood that many times we bear no fruit. Many times the world chokes it out of us. Many times we have human respect and we don't even pretend we know Jesus. And many times we bear 30, 60, or 100 fold. We're all family. We share the same Father. And we must love each other as brothers and sisters because that's what we're going to have in heaven. That man or woman that you hate so much, well, you may find him right next to you in the great kingdom. <laughs> and let me tell you, you're going to love him and he's going to love you and you're going to live forever in the happy kingdom. So why not start now? Why make yourself miserable huh? when you could just as well begin your heaven here? Many have already begun their hell here. And the rest of us will in purgatory here. May we grow out of it as we get older so that when we get older, we're not worried about having the seed choked, but we are bearing more and more fruit. Well, I love you, and God loves you. And love is what makes us family. I no longer call you servants, he said. I call you friend. And closing out our program, we have a very uplifting phone call. Mm -hmm. A woman calls in being thankful for her wonderful husband, talking to Mother Angelic about it. So we were talking before the show that this was probably Terry, your wife, calling in. Do you think that was true, Doug? Yes, that was uh, exactly <laughs> what I planted that seed in your mind as part of my parable discussion earlier. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, you know, what Mother makes an excellent point here is that the gospel is of value to everybody. What Jesus taught is from the eternal word, from God himself. 
And so whether you're a non-Catholic, a non-Christian even, that you will benefit from the teachings of Christ. Right, and also in this case, uh, the woman was thankful because her husband was Catholic. They raised their children Catholic, and she's a Baptist, as you'll find out. And she really Mm -hmm. appreciated the insights into Catholicism. And like you just said, Father, so much of uh, what EWTN can do is not only recategize Catholics, but also reach Mm -hmm. out to non-Catholics and to give them a better understanding, at least, of Catholicism. And I know Father Groeschel used to reach out to his Jewish friends, and he had Jewish listeners that would write to him. And we have many non-Catholics who watch and benefit from the network because the gospel is perennial truth. Right, absolutely. It's the eternal word, and that's the name of this network. Thankful for a wonderful husband. So says Mother Angelica. We have another call. Hello? Hello, Mother Angelica? Yeah, where are you from? I'm, my name's Brenda. I'm calling from Ridgecrest, California. And, and what, is your, what are you grateful for? I am grateful um, because I have a wonderful husband. I have severe asthma, and there are so many days that I can't take care of myself. And God has given me a wonderful husband who lovingly and he willingly cares for me and for our three kids, three girls. Um, God has taught us both so much through my illness, and I'm thankful to God for each and every day he gives me. And I'm also thankful to you, Mother Angelica, because I'm a Baptist. My husband is a Catholic. We've uh, decided to raise our children Catholic. And through your teachings, I've learned so much about Catholicism that I was so wrong about. And I am so grateful to you because it helps me to be a better mother and a better wife. Thank you very much. Oh, you're welcome. I, I think if every, if every agnostic, every atheist, every non-Catholic, every Jew would even try to learn something about the Catholic faith that would make them happier. It would bring them closer to Jesus. And I'm so happy that you are learning more and more about the faith. And you know, it's wonderful that you are so grateful for your family. A lot of us forget our families. We forget. Even if we didn't have the best one in the world, they brought us into the world, and for that we owe them an unbelievable debt of gratitude. They are important to us, and we can't take our families for granted anymore than we can take our friends for granted, you know? See, to take people for granted is a lack of gratitude, huh? For more about Mother Angelica and to listen to her shows, go to EWTN.com. See you next time on Mother Angelica, answering the call only on EWTN Radio.